0: The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business.
1: Welcome to episode number 101, where we're going to be talking all about how to repurpose your content. I'm really excited to share this interview with y'all because you really want to be sure that you can take one piece of content and make it go as far as possible. I was taking notes during this episode, so make sure to get your notepads ready. Now, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we'd love it if you left us a review on iTunes, as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsamey.com for show notes and freebies. Now, let's get ready to hear from our guest. Hey, Kate. How
0: are you doing today? I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well, and I'm super excited to talk about... content repurposing system selfishly, um, but also I think my audience will really love it. Um, But before we get into that, go ahead and describe a few details about you and your business.
0: So my name is Kate Boyd. I'm the founder of Cobblestone Creative Co. And we are a digital marketing agency that focuses on helping you turn more of your leads into clients and customers through handcrafted marketing systems and content.
1: Mm -hmm. I love the word handcrafted. I don't know why. Like that was a really like good nugget.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know where that came from for me. I was just like, I want it to people to know that it's very customized, very personalized communication. And right. um, because that's really my heart and my vision and as I was playing with it, I kept thinking of like an artisanal or boutique agency that did something like that. And so what would you say in a different context? Um, some people haven't liked it, but some people really love it. And I'm like, well, the people who tend to love it are the people that, I've, that I'd want to work with anyway. So it works out.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. That's how we do it. Love it. So um, let's go ahead and go back a little bit um, and describe your business or your client's business before you implemented this kind of content repurposing system? Uh, what did their world look like? What were they struggling with? All that.
0: Sure. So when I first started my business, it was a, tr- well, my first business, it was a true side hustle. Um, I had some blo- like a schedule and I would like maybe blog and I found myself just getting really stuck or not really knowing like what to then put on social media based on what I was doing. So I needed to really figure out I'm like you, I'm like a systems person. I'm like, let's just simplify it. Let's figure it out and make it the same every time. And um, it actually ended up serving me really well. So then I just started implementing it for myself and my clients. But, but before it's either very inconsistent, very scattershot, or you don't have all the information you need to actually put things together um, every week for your social media or your blog or wherever it is that you need to show up. Um, so people would just feel lost or they wouldn't show up in one place. Um, and so they would lose some of their momentum and they would feel lost in the process. And so I sort of come in and, and use this system now with my clients, but I use it for myself too, whenever I'm really in the groove of sharing things.
1: Yeah. Love that. And then what finally drives people to say, okay, this isn't working. I need help ASAP. What is it that maybe they're saying or something that they have experienced? Maybe there's like some feast and famine going on because they mm. aren't able to be consistent. You know, what does that look like?
0: There's definitely some feast and famine because they're a- unable to be in con- consistent. But I think the other thing is it just becomes a time suck for them. It mm. becomes so much that they spend an hour every day just staring at their phone, wondering what they should be posting on Instagram or, um, you know, Some of them will spend an entire, I had a client who once spent eight, she spent eight hours on every blog post. And I was like, first of all, that is way too long. We're going to cut that in half, (laughs) like not even in half. I can do that in one or two, like one or two hours, depending on the length and like the depth of your post. Right. And and hers weren't even long. They were like less than 500 words. Right. So it was just like, she was just taking so long and painstaking through them that, um, it just became an incredible time suck for her. So it looks sort of in all, it shows up in so many different ways. I know for me that I needed to implement it because I was working a full time job and I knew Mm -hmm. that in order for my business to be able to grow, if I ever wanted to leave or scale or anything like that, I would have to be able to show up in all these places but not sit there and have to monitor it all the time. So not only having the right tools in place, but have a system in place on my end so that I could have good content that actually achieved my goals, um, regularly, but that didn't take much longer than writing my weekly blog post.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, totally get that. Eight hours for one blog post.
0: Yeah. I was like, girl, no, (laughs) no,
1: just no. like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that drove me insane. Uh, But anywho, so go ahead and walk us through the steps of the actual content repurposing system, um, really how to maximize the use of that one blog post, or maybe it's a Facebook Live, whatever type of content it is that you're creating, and, um, and how to really stretch it.
0: Yeah, so it really starts with a plan, just like anything good starts with a plan, right? And so you have to know what content you need to achieve your goals, where you want to show up, and then what types of content work on each of those platforms. And once you even do that and then go, okay, besides my blog or my Facebook Live or my podcast, what are the other pieces of content that I need? So I know for me, I like to post quotes every week. I like to post articles in addition to the little nuggets from my blog post or the stories that I share in my blog post and all of that. So the first part is once you sort of have the plan, then you can sit down and gather all the information that you need for whichever topic that you're talking about that week or whatever you're approaching. Mm-hmm. So once you take some time, gather some information, gather your thoughts, and then I really, I like to start by just writing out the blog posts. That's really where I, I begin. If I want to, I can incorporate some of the quotes or link to other articles or link to some of my old articles that fit with there, um, you know, and think about what opt-in I want there or if I'm having a sales message in there. Um, all of those things are think are are things you can plan for ahead of time because you know that you're going to be sharing those things already. You've already gathered the information. So you just write the blog post. And then from there, I split it up, basically. I take, like, my top three or four nuggets that I liked from there. Um, so for Twitter, that'd be, like, a, a sentence or two. Or for Facebook, it's maybe one point of whatever it was. And same for Instagram. It can be, like, one point or one really impactful couple of sentences. Um... And then, um, so front, and then I also, I usually include a story or two in my posts. I think that's just a, I think that's a huge tool. I know that you use stories all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you have that, then those become great things to share on social media as well. So. Dividing those up, maybe it's a really long story that can be divided up into smaller chunks Or maybe it's just one story that you want to share and you have maybe another story that you are considering So you can put that out there too. And so you essentially just kind of like divide and conquer So now you're able to show up in all the places Utilizing these bits and pieces of a blog post and your blog post doesn't have to be super long Anywhere from you know five to seven hundred would even is would even be sufficient to in order to put it across all of your channels And, you know, and still be able to post a couple of times a day on everywhere, in addition to maybe some of these other supplemental pieces that you've already gathered. So then you just sort of plug them into your social media scheduler and let them go. So then do
1: you suggest weekly content or, you know, obviously it depends on the strategy, but there is, you know strategies around weekly content because the consistency helps, but there's also strategies around doing these mega posts that maybe are once every two weeks, maybe once a month that are like super long and meaty, you know, for maybe specific reasonings or specific strategies. What would you say is beneficial about both of those?
0: So the super meaty posts are really good for being, sort of an expert or doing like a really deep dive and they're really great for SEO as well. So if that's what you're going for to attract people to your website specifically around keywords and topics, those tend to perform a little bit better. Um, And honestly, how you choose depends on your style too, because some people aren't necessarily deep teachers, right? They're more. maybe belief shifters or they're facilitators of ideas. They, I mean, you look at a Seth Godin who posts every day, a couple of paragraphs Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be a meaty post. (laughs) He still gets to the point of everything um, without being an in-depth thing like a Neil Patel would do. Right. And so there's places for both of those. It maybe just depends on your style and your strengths and what you're going for. Um, I tend to be um, in I tend to believe that I think you need to be a little omnipresent. So I feel like you need to be consistent. Um, You can remedy that by replacing it maybe with some paid avenues. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I would say, I mean, trying to get a good weekly or at least at the very least a bi-weekly rhythm if you're not ready to invest in advertising is probably your best bet for being able to be consistent and being seen.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I... Agree um, on the consistency front, because the more you can be seen, the, the more you're going to be top of mind for people when they are ready to either invest in a program or hire you for uh, done for you or done with you services. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the more you're out there, the, the easier it is for people to say, yeah, I need to come in and work with this person because I see them every day or every other day or every week or whatever it is if you're putting out social media on a daily basis, that is. Um, so then also with content repurposing, do you have a strategy of saying, okay, for the ultimate, you know, I feel like when people talk about content repurposing, they talk about videos because you mm-hmm. can pull the audio, you can pull the transcription, you can do all of this stuff. Um, but it also, again, that one seems the most overwhelming for people. <laughs> sure. um, it's, cause it's like video, you have to like, make sure your lighting is okay and your audio and your hair and like things. So, um, (laughs) yeah, when it comes to content repurposing, you talk about, um, blog posts, um, specifically and pulling from them. Is there, I guess, is that like the best starting point versus starting with video or again, is it just kind of whatever's going to work best for you?
0: Yeah, I mean I think blog posts is just kind of my default, but it totally I do this for clients of all kinds. So I have some who they only want to show up and do live streams and they don't want to have to worry about anything that comes after that. They just want to show up, do their live stream and move on. And so I take their stuff and I turn it into like I just that's a package that I have is I turned it into all your social media for the week from your one video or your podcast or your blog post and give it back to them to schedule and set up and all of that. And so it can, it can definitely work with any of those things. And I think you can even flip that, right? So if you do a video, you can have it transcribed and turn it into a blog post. Or if you do um, a blog post, you could do a Facebook live on that same thing the same week, because not everybody is going to cross over in all these places. And if they do, it like hearing things multiple times is a way that we learn, right? It's repetition. And so it's not like they're going to think less of you because you basically said the same thing on this video that you wrote in that blog post. Mm -hmm. It's probably not even going to cross their minds that you're doing that. And it actually may be doing them a service if they do encounter it in those different media. Yeah,
1: no, I totally agree about that too. And I think, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is social media of just, that's like a big time suck for me. I'm like, I do not want to look through quotes in my podcast, or I don't want to go have to go through my courses or whatever else to pull nuggets from. Um, but I think also it's something that's really easily outsourceable. Um and mm-hmm. if you are crunched on time and you have, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks a month to just have somebody go through, maybe not even um, have someone go through and, pick those golden nuggets for you and create the social media posts and putting them in SmarterQ or Hootsuite or whatever it is you use, um, that also will help go a long way because I think, uh, a lot of people also are like, what should I give my VA? And Honestly, repurposing your content is a great thing to give your VA if you already have one, if you're looking to have one and it really maximizes your visibility if that is something that you're really looking into. So I don't know. I mean, you yeah. you obviously help with content repurposing for your clients um, as well. And so I think also real quick, question around launches for with your launch content. So if you have like a three video series or you have a challenge or stuff like that, repurposing that content to be a blog post or podcast or whatever else yay nay or keep it only to your launch
0: I think you could repurpose it that way but I think you'd probably be better served repurposing it for your funnel or for your next launch if it worked Mm -hmm. out really well um or maybe there's some small tweaks or something you could make I mean Mm -hmm. it could be as simple as changing subject lines and stuff like that that you wouldn't necessarily even have to you shouldn't go back to the wheel unless nothing worked in your launch the last time. Um, so you don't need to reinvent it. So I think you'd actually be better served packaging those to do what they were designed to do. You can still, I would say you could still do like blog posts around the topic or take the overall outline, say of your challenge or your video series and the points, you know, to be a content driver for that, whether that's for your launch or your funnel. Mm. Um, but if it's already designed as a sales vehicle, I mean, and it worked, then I keep it as a sales vehicle to work for you live or automated.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I think it's good to think about all the content you're creating, yeah. not just like your weekly content, but, you know, thinking of good emails or um, or whatever else. And um Jerisha, who we both know, she takes <laughs> her Facebook posts and actually sends them as weekly emails to her audience. So for some reason in her brain, she'll write a really long Facebook post, but she won't write a really long email. And so she's like, Why don't I just take it out of Facebook and put it in my email and it works really well. Um, And so you kind of have to trick your mind sometimes. I do that all the time to myself. I I can't think off the top of my head what kind of trickery I do, but I totally have to do that where if I do it this way, like a normal person, it just doesn't work. But if I just do it in this other medium or this other even space in my house or whatever, it works. Um, Yeah.
0: Totally and I think that's the the idea right is to show up the way that it makes sense for you and like I have a client she writes she writes her blog posts in Gmail so she'll like write it in an email and then she'll just send it (laughs) to me to then do something like or to her VA to put it on her blog and all that stuff and so but that's just how she is able to somehow to think more clearly, or she's at least created that ritual for herself so far. I know that I feel super creative when I'm on my back porch. So if that allows, if that's Mm. allowable for me with weather, which in Texas, you know, 85% of the time, it's fine. um, Then I definitely take some space out there to have a different view than my office walls to get extra creative when I'm looking for a boost like that. So there's always, and then I think to your point too, that's almost like we sort of self create the rituals that work for us. Right. Um, and so, and we've sort of like developed this mindset that this is the only way that it works for us. And I don't think it's the only way, but it's maybe the most productive way and we can rewrite those if those things aren't helpful for us. It in whatever stage of life or business we're in right now. Otherwise, lean into that. Like, I've got a certain music that I turn on, and when I turn on that music, my brain sort of switches, and it's like, okay, now it's time to work, because it's so used to using that music as a trigger. So you can even figure that out for yourself and start utilizing that to be more productive.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, I have music too. Nora Jones playlist on Pandora.
0: It's like, it's go time. Like... I'm all about movie scores. That's what I use because I can't do words like while I'm writing, and so I have to. But movie scores feel like really epic. <laughs> so you they are really epic when you're writing.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. I would never have even thought to go there. How yeah. did you find, like did you just decide um, like I don't even know how this happens
0: I feel like I heard about it from another blogger or writer whether th- in a podcast uh-huh. or a blog post or something and I was like that is a great idea rather than just classical is good too but right. it feels yeah. kind of subdued right sometimes right. or it's like really overbearing and so to have something that's kind of familiar so I'll I'll just go on I use Amazon or Pandora and you know just type in film scores and you can there's like stations for each of them and you get you get a wide variety of stuff too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh that is really cool. I love that. So we're going to get into the final few questions. Uh what was your best financial investment in business?
0: Hmm, that's a great question. I think anything for me and I know that <laughs> you can second this too, around like connection. So anything that involved people like a mastermind or retreats that I've been on have by far been the most clarifying and, um, yeah, effective things for me. So even just being able to remove myself from my environment or connect with other people or have other people look at my business outside of it, um, has been really helpful. So and then just having that community too, which is crucial. So oh, yeah. those things have been the most, yeah, the best investment best for me.
1: Nice. And what was your worst financial investment in business?
0: I, I buy too many courses. That's, I mean, I just buy a lot of courses. And, um, I think it's like this, there's some residual imposter syndrome at work whenever I read things and I'm like, Oh, I need that. And then I get in there and I'm like, I know all of these things. It's and hilarious. so I think that lesson in itself is I, so I've never really asked for refunds. Cause I'm like, that's the right. lesson that I needed was that right. I'm smart enough to do this on my own. Right. And so I've actually gotten in my Slack channel. I have like a reminder every week. It asks me twice a week if I have bought any courses. Cause I'm like, I don't need to do that anymore. Oh God, that's amazing. <laughs> because oh. I need to just remember that I'm like good enough. And that seriously on black Friday, that helped a lot. Cause I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, no, think about it. Do you really know this? You have the book or that's like my new thing. It's like, if there's a book about it, I'll go buy the book instead of the course because right. it's going to be way cheaper. And I right. still get a lot of great information. And I feel like I get more ideas that way too, whenever I'm reading it versus like trying to mm. consume it a different way. Yeah. So I'm trying to find other ways to sh- satiate myself because the truth um, is I almost never finished the courses because I either know it or it was right basic or eventually I got too busy and didn't make it a priority. And mm-hmm. so over the years, I've sunk a lot of money into courses that I really didn't need. I know
1: it, it is painful. And yeah, for Black Friday and all that stuff, I just did not open my email. did not open my email. I tried to avoid social media. The only thing – when did it get me? On Saturday was something I was already going to buy anyway, and it just ended mm-hmm. up being, like, a little bit cheaper. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, it's, like, my big, like, wall calendar where I put, like, all the events oh, I'm going to yeah. go to for the year and when I'm going to do launches and stuff like that. Nice. It was, like, normally $24, and it was for 18 So I was like, okay, I feel like I was already going to be purchasing this, so I might as well just purchase yeah. it. Yeah. My mentor
0: that, had a good tip, too. She was like, if you know – what you're focused on for that quarter. If you see something come up that will really help you in that area and it's something that you're not really good at. So like in in quarter one, I'm hoping to focus on a little bit more exposure and maybe thinking about public speaking. So at that time, I'll look for resources on public speaking and stuff like that. So to keep it focused so that you get hyper specific instead of just like seeing stuff and going, oh, I need that now. And Mm -hmm. it's like, that's a really good filter so that I don't just say no more courses ever but I do buy ones that are appropriate for what I need. So
1: Mm. yeah, that is good too. Like quarter to quarter. I'm a quarterly person. So that like would make sense too. Cause yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. Like you said, you're doing a lot better. I love your little slack reminder that you get, Um, but it can just be really, because I'm all—I'm just also like a lifelong learner. Like I mm-hmm. love to learn. I just want to learn all freaking day. Um, mm-hmm. And so, how do you satiate that appetite to learn without mm-hmm. spending bajillions of dollars on
0: silliness? Right. And actually, part of my creative process is to learn by mm-hmm. gathering information. Um, I call myself an in the box creative. So I need like all the information and Mm. then I see connections and things start to open up for me. Whereas like Mm. some people are sort of like, we just have the grand idea. I need the details first. And so, um, because of that, I'm a learner too. I always want to know what's new, what's happening. And then my brain can connect it to all these different things that maybe I'm working on. And so I'm always seeking learning experiences, which is a great posture to be in. I think I've just been Mm focus on it in the wrong avenue i
1: know i get that yeah. well cool where <laughs> can people find you online website social media wherever you hang out
0: yeah you can find me on my website at cobblestone um or on facebook facebook.com slash cobblestone creative co or instagram at cobblestone oh you
1: got a dot in there i do I didn't know you could have dots on Instagram names.
0: You can, there aren't very many symbols you can have, but yeah. so pro tip. So I, re- <laughs> I reserved the first one, like cobblestone creative co originally huh. as like a different account before I switched over. Cause I rebranded uh-huh. and I thought it would be like Twitter. If I delete it, then I could go and then claim it when I was ready um... Can't do that apparently on Instagram. So then I had, <laughs> so then I had to put the dot in it. So that it would be a different username. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Come on Instagram. I know it was kind of silly. So be aware (laughs) that's a thing that you can't do. Like you can do on all the other social media channels.
1: (laughs) That is, yeah, that's funny. But anyway, thank you so much, Kate, for coming on and sharing your awesome, awesome repurposing system. I'm going to be looking into doing a lot of repurposing in 2018. So selfishly, again, I'm just going to be eating this up. So thanks so much again for the time.
0: Thanks for having me
1: for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.